0: Hi, you are not sure which technology to apply. You know what you want to do in your concrete digital transformation problem, but you don't know where to start or you are frustrated by the amount of choices available on the market. And even if you are sure the existing platforms of B2B tech comparison are not transparent enough or you don't trust, no problem. We have a solution for you. Hi, my name is Jan and I am the founder of 360 Digital Transformation and today I have Jim with me. He is the founder of AI Multiple and he's an ex McKinsey consultant and he devoted almost all his life to B2B uh, tech and tech comparison. Thus he has established AI Multiple and with the AI Multiple he helps Mittelstand as well as enterprises to provide a transparent platform to B2B tech vendor choices without any further ado. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, John. Thank you very much for hosting me.
0: Thank you for being here. Can you please introduce yourself and AI Multiple?
1: Of course. So, uh, first of all, Jim. So, I have been in. B2B tech all my life. I started out uh, as an engineer uh, doing uh, computer science at places like uh, banks and so on. And then over time I switched over to the the dark side, the business side. Uh, So I spent about a decade at McKinsey helping enterprises uh, get smarter with their technology decisions. After that uh, I saw quite a few things broken about B2B tech procurement. I saw that there were many solutions being launched and my clients were most of the time clueless about how to go um, about using the latest and greatest solutions. Along the way, uh, I started building AI multiple to address uh, some of these problems and to bring more data-driven decision making to to B two B tech procurement. And um, along the way, I also had uh, experience working with um, vendors as well because. Up until, um, up until I found AI multiple, I was working with enterprises. I also worked for enterprises, but I had never worked for vendors. So for the past uh, about two and a half years, I've also worked at a tech vendor. Took them from zero to uh, series A, uh, where I was in charge of marketing and international sales. So in short, when it comes to B2B tech, I can say that I have seen all different perspectives. And, uh, you know, in every different stage you feel that the people on the other side of the table just don't get it they don't understand how things work and then you switch sides and you realize that well actually uh, now the the, uh, the people that were sitting in the position you were previously thinking now they don't get the stuff so there is this um this nice thing about changing perspectives in the same uh, business and i got to experience that quite a bit
0: Yeah, thank you very well summarized. So uh, throughout the years you have observed many uh, pieces of the puzzle is missing when it comes to B2B uh, tech uh, solutions or the match of the B2B vendors and the uh, companies. And then you have established AI multiple as a platform in order to help companies uh, to make data-driven decisions as well as vendors uh, as a new platform to Uh, show themselves. And that's uh, what I understood.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, the um, heart of the problem is confusion. Whether you are an SME or whether you are an enterprise, you want to adopt tools to solve your problems. But because the tool landscape is getting Uh, Is already complex. It is the most complex landscape that humans have ever seen. You know, when I was a student back in the day, Uh, when it comes to automation, there were just a few categories. There were things like business process management suits, OCR solutions. And now when I try to write automation categories, I can't fit them on a page. Uh, There are things like digital twin of an organization, which you may never have heard, but it could be quite useful uh, in certain cases. And people don't know about this. And uh, when they try to learn about this, most of the time they get confused because there's so much jargon. And then when they start to read about this, let's say, in some domain to gain information, and then they don't know what is advertising, uh, what is um, really the author uh, thinking. Unfortunately, in uh, B2B, transparency is really lacking. You even talk to some of the most established companies when it comes to B2B tech, and they have horrible uh, like way of dealing with transparency. They are extremely opaque. So the way it works with uh, one of the biggest companies uh, in, uh, let's say, uh, industry analysis, so they take your money. Let's say you are a vendor, right? They take your money and then they talk to me. I am a potential buyer. They say, hey, John is a pretty cool company. They have a leading edge solution. And they don't tell me, John is paying them and this is just so broken i cannot trust such a system and i relied on such a system when i was a consultant when i was on the enterprise side but i was always seeing its deficiencies so uh, doing you know bringing more transparency explaining uh, the, the leading edge solutions So people um, can understand what can be used today, what can be useful uh, in the future, and then bringing some data into this picture, whether it is things like benchmarks or feature comparisons and providing all of this in a timely manner is uh, is what we do and timeliness is also extremely important because today i could tell you about a thousand different solutions but then you just need maybe one solution today to solve your problem and then this you know uh, 9999 solutions you're just going to be like uh, what are you telling me about, Jim? Just, just you know, tell me the stuff to get my uh, thing, uh, to solve my problem, and uh, that is that is what we do. So we are putting quite an effort into making search easier, so people can find the uh, problems, uh, solutions to the problems they search, we are putting a lot of effort to make sure that we are more visible on search engines. So people are able to find us when they have problems. But in short, you know, bringing these things together, bringing together uh, transparency, data about B2B solutions in a timely manner, we see that it is helping uh, both SMEs and enterprises get uh, better access to solutions.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. And I actually, my next question was, uh, what AI multiple does differently? Uh, Retrospectively, now you have answered the question even before I asked. uh, My takeaway uh, from differentiator or USP of AI multiple is transparency. Everybody can bring data, uh, you know, Gartner, uh, Captera, GT Crowd, uh, but you mentioned transparency.
1: By the way, you would be surprised about data. So you you mentioned uh, Gartner and then let's try to look into how much data Gartner puts in in evaluating a solution category, whether they do benchmarks, um, and how much of that data is accessible. Unfortunately, the answers are not very satisfying. When, when I talk about data-driven decisions, the data should be open. If I am yeah. telling you, hey, John, I checked out the RPA landscape, and according to my very sophisticated analysis, uh, you know, this company, IBM, is the best solution in the domain. But you should be asking, Okay Jim just show me the sophisticated analysis and then I'm like yeah. no no sorry that's that's you know private information that's confidential and then if you take me to court about this saying look Gartner did this and we don't think it's true and then Gartner will say well it's opinion take it or leave it so yeah. that is not how we operate when we do an analysis the results are public uh, we uh, like for example we did quite a data-driven OCR benchmark. We use different providers. We had our own uh, data set. And then we provide very granular assessment of, look, when it comes to handwritten documents, these guys are uh, doing, you know, 5% better. And then this is the confidence interval. So, you know, you can choose uh, with with a lot more confidence compared to something like, hey, trust me, I did the analysis and these guys are the (laughs) best. Yeah,
0: yeah. And if we have worked like this, nobody will... uh... Yeah, in in McKinsey, in your consultancy career, if you said, hey, trust me, I did the analysis, you would probably be fired very Exactly, (laughs)
1: exactly. But then because of the complex, uh, let's say, conflicts of interest in the B2B tech domain, this has been the case. Yeah, people somehow haven't kicked uh, Gartners uh, out of the room because they also didn't have uh, so uh, so much alternatives. Bringing data is much easier said and done. Um, but yeah. now, I mean, thanks to the web, you have a ton of data about solutions. And then thanks to uh, the rise of AI, things are becoming more measurable. Uh, like when a vendor says, look, I'm able to, um, I'm talking about some of the domains I, I understand a bit better. But for example, when someone says, look, I can take your invoice and convert it into machine readable data. So you can automatically process it. Then I can just put together a few invoices. I can run a test. I can tell people, look, these are the invoices I used. These are the accuracies that I got. While in the past, uh, most solutions were harder to, um, to, Let's say, evaluate in such a numeric uh, manner like ERP systems, you could compare feature sets, uh, but it was, let's say, a bit more uh, vague. But now, in some domains, we are really doing these uh, numerical uh, assessments as well.
0: Yeah, great, great. Uh, but uh, taking this uh, bigger picture and applying to Mittelstand, so uh, let's assume that I'm a Mittelstand company from Baden Württemberg and I Uh, produce, um, yeah, I'm a tier two supplier, produce uh, some parts for the automotive industry. Uh, How AI multiple uh, can help my company?
1: Depends on uh, the problem uh, that you have. So uh, whether it is, for example, making your manufacturing system more optimal, we have quite a bit of material on that, on how uh, you can bring more, more advanced optimization tools in your uh, shop floor using iot data you can uh, you can do things like preventative maintenance you can do things like optimization or you could say uh some of my back office processes i am seeing issues and then uh you know you could look into um, in short you could say i need to have a better p2p process i am not happy with how i'm getting my suppliers i could be accessing a a wider supplier base and then uh, in some of these queries on google you would find our uh our results it could be things around well maybe you should use uh, process mining to look into your processes or if your problem is about getting access to more uh, suppliers here are solutions that use latest uh, in tech that use things like ai web data etc to bring you the relevant suppliers so it really depends on your uh, on the problem you are uh, trying to solve uh, we are also working on generating these um step-by-step guides to more effective digitization it's a bit of work in progress but your example is a good one there are archetypes so for certain archetypes we can explain look did you do this 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 and that and then these are you know the most basic things you should have done uh, given your industry, given your company's uh, maturity, etc. That's something that uh, that we are uh, working on, then uh, that I think is going to be quite uh, helpful. But also, now with uh, point uh, problems, we can also help them find uh, specific issues. Uh, they can search research.ai or ai multiple.com, bit their problem, and then uh, start to find. Solutions, And we have research articles that explain the problem, and then we have vendor lists where they can see which vendors offer solutions in that domain. Uh, so, you know, combining these two together, they can both understand the, the landscape of the solution landscape, let's say, and also the vendor landscape, and then they can buy with more confidence because they they understand look, this is this is the typical categories I need to look at, and within them these are the top three companies. And then of course you gotta talk to vendors, uh, and then you know solve your problem. And unfortunately, of course, it's a, a it's a constant thing. There's always a new problems. Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, it it's called uh, continuous improvement process. And if you know any of the yeah management systems it uh, is always there as a um, yeah as a milestone as a, as a very important uh, thing to do but uh, coming back to mittelstand and their problems i think these um, step-by-step guides is a very good idea uh, for for the clients that uh, they don't know where exactly to start uh, if they have a concrete problem like i would like to automate my accounting processes so invoice uh, receivable uh, invoice uh, processing and then maybe even um, integrating with the erp and dividing into cost codes and stuff so uh, that's uh, another uh, option that could be uh, yeah provided uh, by uh, ai multiple or let's say uh, ai multiple provides enough content uh, to make yourself uh, more uh, wise about the topic. So that that was a long summary. But uh, yeah, I really like the guidelines. Uh, that was the highlight. Um, one question uh, coming into uh, my maybe mind. But yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: We go into that just one more thing. What we also have is this digital transformation guides that are industry specific. So let's say you are in um, we, we have it for a bit broad industries for logistics, for manufacturing, for healthcare, et cetera. What are the areas where that you should be looking into? And then, you know, you can see things like, okay, so there is things that I can do on the back office stuff. There is things that I can do on the production side of things, there's things I can do on the uh, sales side of things, and you see very specific examples of this. The one thing we haven't done is to make that more, uh, let's say SME semi-specific versus enterprise specific. But when it comes to industries, we already have uh, quite a few good digital transformation guides. And yeah, uh, if you like, we can also share them uh, with the recording
0: yeah, that would be uh, great actually that would be great um can you summarize some technology trends because i know you guys are very forward-looking and uh, the new uh, emerging techs are always on your radar uh, i remember for almost a year ago you were telling about synthetic data and stuff but without going so uh, techy, uh can you Summarize maybe some technology trends are uh, might be helpful for German metalstone.
1: Web five, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm joking of course. So um, I think we should look at it in a domain by a domain basis. So. When we look at knowledge workers, it could be, and let's, let's first uh, start with the, with the back office uh, side of things, you know, the things that make your company uh, move, uh, things like processing orders, uh, processing uh, supplier invoices, uh, or pr- things like HR, etc. So over there, it is very process-based. And there's quite a few solutions. Uh, So, process mining is a domain that's gaining more and more traction. It used to be more focused on the enterprises, but now there's quite a few vendors that are almost exclusively focusing on SMEs. So, you can get some process intelligence. You can understand how things are going and how you can also think about how things should be like and then there's going to be some difference of course which can give you process optimization uh, opportunities and some of those opportunities can be due to automation. Since the past uh, five years, RPA has been gaining traction. RPA is just one of the automation technologies. There's technologies like workload automation. Uh, RPA is also uh, quite relevant. And there's also more um, API-based integration technologies as well. But in short, uh, if you combine process mining and automation, you have a pretty good way to make your knowledge workers much more effective and get them to focus on the things that matter. And then, you know, when we uh, move on to, uh, let's say, the commercial uh, side of things, uh, marketing and sales, over there, machine learning is really having an impact but that doesn't mean you should just get some specific machine learning solution for your uh, you know crm for example what is happening is application providers are integrating uh, machine learning and ai in their um, in their own solutions when you read about salesforce these days they, they keep talking about Einstein, for example. There's uh, their machine learning module. So some of the things like like which accounts should I be focusing on, which accounts should I be advertising? Uh, the bleeding edge tools in the market they tend to help you uh, with these problems that cannot be solved in a rules based way in a in a very good way, yeah. and they are able to use uh, machine learning uh, for that. And then. Um, We can also talk a bit about the production uh, and logistics supply chain uh, side of things. So when it comes to manufacturing, digitization is the is the first step so uh, you know there are so many cool things happening i could talk uh, for hours about how ai is shaping manufacturing but then people have been talking about it for the past five years you know this industry 4.0 but then when it comes to reality most of the time there is a digitization gap. If you don't have your sensorization in place, if you don't have the data coming from those uh, sensors in a centralized platform, then the data is unfortunately not ready to be used. So you should first take the first steps, make sure that you have sensorization in place, you are collecting the data, you are making sure that uh, relevant data is being stored, and then you can start looking into machine learning-based solutions. And here there's a uh, there is a wealth of vendors. There are vendors for continuous manufacturing, things like chemicals, etc. Vendors for discrete manufacturing, things like automotive, etc. And based on your needs, uh, you can find relevant vendors. There are massive ones. There are also small startups that are doing uh, pretty cool uh, solutions. And and yeah, those are uh, mainly uh, the few things that uh, that we are excited about. I mean, there are you know things like synthetic data, etc. But uh, these are really a bit more as you progress in your digitization and also AI transformation. Like without using AI uh, widely in your organization, synthetic data isn't that interesting because yeah. you are not even using your actual data. So yeah. you know you you the synthetic data is critical, cool, but to get that first you should be uh, having a very good command of your actual data because. The synthetic data will be created based on that, and there is, you know, tens of technologies uh, when it comes to. I mean, to be honest, when it comes to AI, there are hundreds of technologies. But you first need to uh, get these uh, basics right, and then uh, and then move on with more uh, sophisticated uh, solutions. And as you move there, we have just so much content on uh, when it is the right time to invest in these, and you know what uh, what are the important things to pay attention to in implementation, et cetera. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you for that. And as you said, the, the digital maturity and the data maturity uh, defines the next steps that you could take. Uh, it's the same uh, for uh, hyper-automation. I see people are going after technologies like IPA, hyper-automation, hyper-super-intelligent automation. <laughs> before even they have a pretty solid data flow or structured data, or sometimes even the processes in place. So when you ask how do you digitalize your, uh, let's say accounting processes, uh, they cannot exactly tell you how it works. I mean, we are then going back to basics and defining the process. Only then we can, uh, yeah, uh, digitalize and automate the process. And then maybe comes the uh, machine learning and so on. So uh, the scale is uh, very, uh, very variable, uh, so to say. But uh, just one point to add on the IoT and sensorization, please uh, keep in mind the IT security part of these. Uh, so just wanted to add this because sometimes we see a lot of uh, security gaps. <clears throat> and vulnerabilities related to those uh, IOT sensors that has been installed by a third party company that you don't work for the last three years and it's still there. And so uh, let's say <clears throat> vulnerability uh, to your uh, information and IT security system. Uh, Definitely. That was, uh, that was uh, Definitely. my point.
1: Yes, uh, exactly. As you mentioned, I see cybersecurity as a layer under all of these uh, back office commercial production, et cetera, processes that I mentioned. And if you look at how much money companies are losing due to data breaches, it is becoming unsustainable. And there's quite a bit of emerging technology and also emerging service-based approaches when it comes to cybersecurity. So that's definitely something that uh, SMEs uh, should also look at, especially when you work with enterprises, they force you, of course, to abide by certain uh, certain compliance requirements. But most of the time, those requirements can be, um, can be things that are that are a bit bureaucratic in nature, but at the end of the day, if you have a data breach, if you leak your enterprise client's data, you are done. So uh, even as an uh, SME, it's extremely important to pay attention to cybersecurity issues uh, from the beginning.
0: But needless to say, AI multiple has also cybersecurity categories, right? So. Yeah, Mittelstand companies can easily go there and fetch the information that they need. But Jim, thank you. Uh, my last question today would be, uh, what's your top suggestion for Mittelstand owners or managers uh, to uh, apply right away?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a bit generic because it's, uh, it's not industry specific. Uh, first of all, keep on learning because You know, your competitors are coming up with new ways to serve your customers and vendors are coming up with new ways to run your business. So I think you have to set aside some time to challenge the status quo to challenge how you are currently running operations and uh, to see improvement areas. I think if you can have this healthy dose of skepticism and paranoia about how your business is currently running, that is going to give you places to look at and you will be talking within your company, you will be researching uh, outside of your company, and then you will find opportunities uh, for improvement. And uh, setting aside some some time for that is challenging because there's always burning issues. But um, sometimes uh, the the burning issues, uh, they they appear more, uh, let's say, drastic than they seem. And then while focusing on them you could be losing sight of the uh, big picture. So I recommend people to be uh, skeptical about how they are running their business and to try to look for improvement areas even when they think they are really underwater. They should be finding opportunities to do that because I mean, it's a cliche, but uh, technology and the way uh, your competitors and your customers are working is evolving quite fast, and it is yeah. uh, very important to uh, stay up to date there.
0: Yeah, I think a good comparison could be with the production of the Mitterstand, because they have uh, invested a huge amount of time and money to research and development activities. And if you take this mindset mindset and apply to your daily business, when it comes to digital transformation you will see if you think and have the need to uh, research and development for your core business then uh, you will uh, need to have it all to have the bigger picture so setting aside the time even though the daily uh, business is um, yeah quite uh, hard to uh, yeah run with uh, setting aside the time and seeing the big picture and the emerging techs, I test my takeaway. And yeah, thank you for the suggestion and uh, how people can find you, Jeff.
1: Uh, LinkedIn, I, I am unique uh, when it comes to my name. And yeah, feel free to uh, fire away any questions or within our articles, you can leave comments. Uh, I look at uh, quite a few of them uh, with the team. So yeah, uh, always uh, happy to help because, I mean, we get smarter about the work that we do, uh, the uh, the more we learn about uh, problems of, uh, of users. So uh, definitely uh, don't hesitate to uh, reach out.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for the insights, and it was very helpful. And yeah, thank you again.
1: Thank you very much.